Okay, so welcome to the Etsy shop name and tagline part of the program. Your Etsy shop name is the foundation of your brand. So let's talk about some tools and strategies, choosing the perfect name that will work for your business. I have included a link to an Etsy name generator, which is really helpful. It's gold, actually. It's helped my clients so much with their businesses. So utilize that tool. So to sum up your shop name and tagline make a big difference when it comes to first impressions for your customers, but even for SEO, which is search engine optimization. And this is not just on Etsy, but on Google as well. You want to be choosing something that's creative, but also really indicates what your business is about. And you want to make sure that your shop name is available as a URL because down the line you might decide to open either an Etsy website or another website on a platform such as Shopify and it's really weird if you have a different Shopify name to your Etsy name so you want to make sure that URL is available. I have left a link for GoDaddy so you can actually put in the shop name you decide on at the end into that GoDaddy generator and it will tell you if the URL is available or not. It doesn't mean you have to purchase through GoDaddy but it just means that you will be able to see if that URL is available. And another tip is Etsy does allow you to change your name if you want so if you make a horrible mistake you are not doomed. Now please don't try to be clever by creating names that have nothing to do with what your shop represents. This really will confuse people. Uh, if someone hears your shop name for the first time or if they see it on Google, they should really have a good idea what you sell straight away. It makes a great impression and it helps Google find you and your customers in Etsy. Shop names need to be concise, no longer than 20 characters. Etsy only give you 20 characters. And also a shop name that's long, let's face it, it's not memorable. You know, the shorter, the punchier, the better. Your shop tagline, which is the title, should briefly describe who you are and what you do. And again, you only have 55 characters to do this, so you want to make it short and punchy. And this is also something that's going to work in your favor because nobody wants to read a whole essay. They just want something really short and punchy, something that's fun that describes what you do in a very concise sentence. Your title or tagline will appear beneath your shop name for your customers and also Google may display it in the search results next to your shop name. So for example if you create Canva templates say that. If you print funny kids t-shirts Again, say that. Don't try to be clever, just keep it simple. You want to focus 
your tagline around at least one great long tail keyword. And a long tail keyword is a phrase or two or two or more words. This is fantastic for SEO. This helps you get find in SEO again on Google and in the Etsy search. So for example, let's say you make earrings. You don't want to just put earrings in your tagline. You want to put what sort of earrings they are, a, a description. So let's say you make hand-painted polymer clay earrings. Put that down. You're trying to imagine what your buyer would type in the Google or Etsy search bar. And that, my friend, is what goes into your tagline. So really take some time and try to figure out what you do. This can be really helpful. This will set your business up for success when it comes to SEO. Your tagline should also sound natural. You should try think of one long tail keyword phrase your customers might be using in the shop and then model your tagline around that. If you're using a broad approach, this will make you easily forgettable and lost in a sea of competitors. There are so many shops and keywords out there. So you want to identify what makes you unique and what makes your brand unique. And then you want to speak directly to the customers who are looking for that product. Um, a great tip is spend some time looking at your competitors' names and taglines. You want to really see what works, what speaks to you, what maybe, you know, evokes some emotion in you, what excites you, and again, what doesn't, what's not working. But please, this doesn't mean go out and copy them. It just means draw inspiration from them. Now, once you've come up with your Etsy name, on, you want to check it out on Google. And why do you want to do this? Because you can find out right away who your competition is if you Google all your name ideas that you have. The competition may not be your direct competition, meaning they might not sell exactly what you sell. But using your Etsy shop name idea, you'll be able to see who is competing with you in Google search results. And something to bear in mind is you will never be able to outrank a very large company whose name is similar to yours or the same when it comes to be found on the Google search bar. And bear in mind that you will be making money in the first six months depending on getting found in search. So it's really important that you show up in the search and that you actually position yourself to show up in the search bar. A great way to do this is to have a name and a tagline that will be found and is not going to be overshadowed by your competition. The name you pick should really be unique and not very competitive. And again, make sure that you don't miss this opportunity. So when it comes to choosing your Etsy shop name, here are some things that does not work. So domain names that are already highly competitive in Google searches, they don't work. Names with difficult to spell words, they don't work. 
names that contain multiple spellings for the same word doesn't work my friend and companies that already use similar names to yours that's going to be difficult for you and again not to state the obvious but when you do come up with a name or a few names check them on Etsy and make sure that they are available that somebody else isn't using them before you do anything else So you can really get inspiration for your shop name from other shops around you, either on Etsy or elsewhere. And when you look at them, as I said earlier, how do they make you feel? Are they easy to remember? And here's a quick tip. So if you're really stumped and you're trying to brainstorm words and phrases and nothing's really popping to mind, um, try and make a list of attributes you want your business to be associated with. Now, this would be your business's personality. So if, say for example, you want your business to feel family friendly, colorful and trendy. Use those words in your name and in your tagline. Is your is your business very witty you know do you maybe make witty mugs and t-shirts then think of something around witty and put that in your tagline or in your name really personify your your brand's personality and your brand's ethos in that name and that tagline you want to really avoid cliches and dig down for original ideas. Now, if you need help, please hop into the Facebook group. That's what it's there for. And just hashtag help Lisa. And then I know you need help. And if you just want to brainstorm with the other guys in that group, don't forget they're all Etsypreneurs just like you. They are so helpful in that group. So ask them. Ask them what they think about your name and tagline. It's always so good to get feedback. If not in the Etsy group, then ask your family, ask your friends. Does this speak to you? you know, does it actually resonate? Does it evoke like positive emotions? So let's get cracking. Let's choose a fantastic name and tagline for our business. As I say, this is so important for SEO, Google and Etsy for being found and also just to make your, your customers resonate with you. So take your time, choose wisely and can't wait to see what you've come up with. Hola, my Etsypreneurs, and welcome to the Goal Setting Workshop. So today we're going to look at how to create a successful planning strategy to grow your Etsy business. We're going to learn step-by-step -step strategies for creating specific measurable goals that will set your campaign up for success and give you direction. So this is perfect for you if you're a seasoned entrepreneur or if you're just getting started and need to know what you need to achieve and more importantly, how to create a roadmap on how to get there. So all too often I see Etsy sellers just dive into setting up their shops and campaigns with no end goal in mind. Having goals will provide you with insights into 
what's worked and what didn't for your future strategies plus you will be in control of your success you're not just leaving it to chance because <laughs> let's face it that is a sure way to fail so I always find that if I honor my commitments and if I really follow through on what I said I would do I really achieve my goals on the date that I have promised myself I will and I can promise you that this is the closest I've ever come to rubbing a genie bottle and making my wishes come true. Because if you wish, if you make a plan and then follow through with action, with taking small steps every day, you will achieve what you want to achieve. You can achieve your desire and you will make it happen. So before I get started, I just want to stress, always keep your customer and their journey in mind. Yes, you want to make sales, but without your potential customer, this will not happen. First things first, you have to ensure that you know your customer and you have to make their experience amazing. So as I said, goal setting will really take your business to the next level. So I just want you to think about um, if you wanted to run a marathon. Say you had never run a marathon before and maybe not that fit. You know, you, you're not a runner. So you have to really think about what steps you would take in place you can't just rock up to the marathon on the day and hope for the best just hope that you're going to run those 10ks and you know succeed you would first have to plan it so how would you do that you would say find a program online say you found some like a three-month program to take you from being unfit to being like an awesome marathon runner to run that 10k marathon so it would probably break it down into weekly goals from where to start how to start getting fit how to build up and how to scale so maybe the first week you would start with walking a few kilometers each day and then you'd gradually sort of build that walk up into a jog and then into a run it shows you what you should eat perhaps and how to stay hydrated don't you think your chances of success would be much higher than just rocking up on the day of the marathon and hoping for the best and this my friend is the power of goal setting now imagine you do this with your business say you find a program that's going to help you build a thriving etsy empire um, let's just say the profitable Etsy membership, perhaps, <laughs> just saying, <laughs> and it's um, broken down into sections for you and you have someone walking you through the actions you need to take step by step. Don't you think your chances of success would be inevitable? So I want you to put focused effort on building your business, growing your fan base, increasing your email list and generating more revenue. 
and maybe set yourself a 30-day goal strategy just to get started. You could do a 60 or 90. It's up to you. But just set yourself a goal um, and end dates that you want to achieve this by. So here are a few key areas on what to be focusing on when setting your Etsy goals. The first one is engagement. Now engagement is building a relationship with potential customers. When shoppers actively participate in your brand in some way, they are engaging with your business. Engagement can be done on the Etsy platform or off the Etsy platform, such as social media, um, or your blogs, or your websites, your opt-ins, your email list. A great way to build engagement is by giving value, such as really good quality tips on your niche, or maybe giveaways, coupons, etc. By writing valuable content for your audience really positions you as an expert in your field and builds that know, like, and trust factor which is so important for making that sale. The second one is awareness. Now, this is about making your brand visible. You want customers to know you exist. Like nobody wants to be the best kept secret on Etsy, right? Awareness takes being proactive and really getting in front of your ideal customers and not just sitting back and hoping for the best. So my top strategies for creating awareness is by building a really kick-ass brand on Etsy that will differentiate you from your competition. And also a great way is by being active on social media. In order for your small business to succeed, you must build relationships with your clients and marketing your business is all about connecting with your customers. The relationship with your customers really begins at the top and reaches every single buyer. You can reach out to your customers via personal listings, shop videos, seller profiles, for example. Really describe yourself, your products and your customization and how you will stay in touch with them throughout their transaction of the shipment and of the whole process. This will help set you apart from your competition. And another tip is to set up an email address specifically for your shop. Here your customers can reach out if they have any questions about their products or their shipments. Okay, and then next we're going to look at sales. No doubt we all have the goal of increasing our sales. So I would imagine this is really high on your list. Goal setting is like building a puzzle where you need the other pieces to build the bigger picture so please ensure that you focus on all areas of your business to create the success personally i am such a numbers junkie and i review my numbers on a weekly basis be it on social media my etsy numbers my email marketing numbers my website visits etc so know your numbers my friend this will really see show you what's working and what's not working. Look at your Etsy stats and determine, are you getting traffic but nobody's buying, for example? You may need to review your images and copy if that's the case. 
or possibly you need to revisit your target market. On the other hand, are you not getting traffic? Then you might need to revisit your SEO strategies. These numbers are amazing clues and what helps you focus on what needs to be done and what needs to be tweaked. The next area we're going to look at is your followers and your subscribers. So building an audience on social media is vital. You cannot just rely on Etsy SEO to drive traffic to your Etsy shop. If you really want to build that thriving Etsy business, you need to be pro proactive. And I know I sound like a stack record, but it's the truth. Spend time building your audience of raving fans on social media and on your email list and you will see amazing results. Okay, and the next one we're going to look at is your visits. Your visits represent the number of people browsing your shop. Think of it as a person who walks into a brick and mortar store perhaps. The person might browse around, pick up multiple products, while another quickly looks around and then walks out. You could launch a paid ad campaign to draw more visitors into your shop or maybe collaborate with a complimentary shop and cross promote each other um, on social media campaigns, for example. The next one we're gonna look at is conversion rates. So you calculate your conversion rates by dividing your orders by your visits. If a listing receives 30 orders and had 500 visits, the conversion rate is 6%. You may want to set a goal to increase your conversion rate if shoppers are clicking on your items but not buying. Your shop could run sale promotions or you could reach out on social media or even reach out to a social media influencer, for example. Now, I want to share with you a process I love for setting goals. I find this works like magic. So I want you to pull out a piece of paper or a workbook. We're using this class to focus on building your Etsy shop. So I'm going to speak through this process. I'm going to be speaking about building your Etsy. But at a later stage, you can literally use this process for any area of business, personal life, it works like a charm for any goal setting. So I want you to write down what you want to achieve in the next 90 days. We're going to make this a 90 day program. I find that the three months is the magic number for goal setting. So your list might look something like this. You want to make $30,000 in three months. You want to get 300 new Instagram followers, you want to grow your email list by a thousand people, you want to create five new products, you want to become a bestseller on Etsy, you want to start a blog, you want to have a beautifully branded Etsy shop, you want to have all your policies and procedures laid out perfectly, they might be all over the place at the moment, you want to prioritize your Etsy SEO, um, you want to create beautiful, attention-grabbing images for your products. You want to open a second Etsy shop. You want to create a stunning freebie. You want to start creating gorgeous videos. And you want to start doing Instagram Reels. Now, that's a lot. And obviously, 
you know, yes, you could achieve that in three months, but it's not going to be very focused and it's not going to be very targeted. So I want you to go through that list and then group together what could be grouped together. So say, for example, I want to make the 30,000. That's kind of, you know, the, the one thing I'm really keen about over the next three months. So I can see that creating five new products, which is on my list, will help me get there. Getting my SEO perfected will help me getting there. Having my policies and procedures laid out will help me get there. Creating beautiful branded pictures, that will definitely help me get there. So I'm going to group these things together. Once I've done that, I will choose my top, my top three goals, what's left of that group, right? For the next 90 days. So for example, I want to make 30,000. So I need to create five new products. I need to create beautiful attention grabbing images for my products. I need to prioritize my Etsy SEO. I have to have policies and procedures laid out and I have to have a beautifully branded Etsy shop. That is all going to help me create that $30,000 in three months. So that's my first, my first goal. My second goal could be get 300 new Instagram followers. So if I go through, you know, when I'm doing my grouping, Instagram reels and creating videos would obviously fall in that category. So I would have, you know, categorized that together. And if I want to grow my email list as my third one to a thousand, that creating a stunning freebie and starting a blog is definitely important for growing the email list. So now I have my three goals, which is to make $30,000 and I've got things grouped there. I've got my second goal, which is 300 new Instagram followers. I've got things there, grouped there, and I've got to grow my email list to a thousand and I've got things grouped there. So I've got my three goals. So, as you go through the process and you get your top three priorities, one of the things I like to do is look at those three priorities and say, if I were to accomplish these three things, is there anything on the list that could be eliminated, you know, that I don't need to do? So this would make it irrelevant if I want to accomplish a bigger goal, you know, the things that are on the list, then I cross off, which I no longer need. So, you know, I'm taking that overwhelm out of my list. I'm not doing everything because it's just not going to be pleasant and it's, I'm probably not going to achieve it. So I cross off what I don't need, you know, for the, my three priorities. So once you have your top three priorities and all the items that fall under those priorities, everything's categorized. You should only pick one of these to focus on. One thing you can start straight away. And you take that priority and turn it into your 90-day measurable outcome. What this means is maybe your big goal is to make $30,000. That's my priority. That is what I'm focusing on for the next 90 days. And that is going to get my attention. I am going to make this happen. So how can I make $30,000 in 90 days? So this is your 90-day goal. And um, whether, you know, you want the other two, it's 
fine. Of course, you want the other two because they're on your list, but your your priority is that thirty thousand. Okay, you you might have time to do bits on the others on the side. That's fine, but your focus is that um, that thirty thousand dollars. So you have to decide that you're going to take big action to make this happen. So you know if this goal. Just, I'm going to use an example. Like, say you want to meet the man of your dreams. That's going to, even though it's not related to Etsy shop, in the next 90 days, what would you need to do to make this a reality? You probably would need to go on 25 dates, for example, because then you're stacking the odds in your favor, right? The numbers are going to work for you. You would have a much better chance of meeting the man of your dreams if you go on 25 dates, say you are on a dating app or something, than if you only went for three dates. And that's the same thing what we want to do with your big goal. You want to have something that is measurable, that you can quantify, and that you can do in the next 90 days, and you can be as clear and as specific as possible. So the next step is to write down everything you'd need to do within the next 90 days in order to achieve that goal. So we're now doing another brainstorming session, my friend. So specifically, I want you to write down every responsibility you have, every accomplishment you would need to achieve, every task you would need to perform, and every knowledge you'd need to acquire and all the steps you'd need to follow, everything that you would need to do to make this a reality. Say, so for example, your goal was to make 30,000 in your business in the next 90 days. You know that SEO is vital to make this happen. But if you don't know how to use SEO properly, one of the things I would put on the list is to master SEO. Then I'd go underneath the list and you would put down more actions. So what actions would you need to take to master SEO? What would you need to learn? You know, what would you need to spend time Googling perhaps? You know, what do you need to research? Would you need to check out your competitors? What do you need to do to ensure that you are really nailing your SEO and doing better than your competitors? So this would be one of the things you need to do, you know, to really achieve the 30-day, I'm sorry, the 90-day goal. So, for example, you know, I was saying, what would you need to do? Finding your profitable niche market, that would be really so important for you to nail your SEO, wouldn't it? So you might not know right enough right now, but if you make an action list on how you're going to find your profitable niche market, what research you need to do, what work you need to do, that's really going to start setting you up for success, right? And the list will go on and on. You'll start writing down all this, these to-do things, all these to-do lists. And if you break down everything you need to do to achieve your goal and make it actionable, then you are actually setting yourself up for success. You're making success inevitable. And the one thing I'm really intentional about is my success, in my success is taking massive action. 
my friend we can plan till the cows come home but if we don't actually take massive action we're going to get nowhere fast so i ensure that my to-do list is larger than i actually want to achieve so if i want to make thirty thousand dollars in three months and my product costs thirty dollars for example then i would need to sell a thousand right to make that's 30,000 but I got beyond so my marketing strategy would I would set up so that I actually sell 1,300 products because by doing this I'm really ensuring that the percentages are stacked on my side and the results are inevitable from that massive action I'm going to take so making your success inevitable you do this by creating to-do goals. And that's what this list is about. It's about the to-do goals that's going to make the results inevitable, your success inevitable. So as soon as you have that list, you want to put it in order of execution and you want to be specific and as specific as you can. You really need to be specific. As soon as you have that to-do goals list and you know what you need to accomplish, you, you'll know what you need to do to achieve your goal. So what I do is I then take that list and I schedule it in my calendar. So I will do it in two-week increments, although I'm scheduling the whole 90 days ahead, if that makes sense. So I'll work on two weeks, then I'll do the next two weeks, the next two weeks, till I have hit that 90 days. And um, as I say, once it's on the calendar, you gold as long as you follow through. <laughs> so I keep scheduling things to happen until I reach that 90 days. Now, this is quite a time consuming process. It's not something that's going to happen in 10 minutes. So you need to give yourself a, probably a day or at least half a day to do this. But scheduling is essential. But once you've done this, once you've made all those decisions ahead of time, it is as good as done. You know that if you take all the actions listed on your calendar, you will achieve your goal. And if you've ever trained for a marathon, like I said, you know, if you decided that you've done that three-month program, like I said, it's the same thing. It's you taking those daily actions and you are setting yourself up for success. Now, if you put it on your calendar, the key is whether you follow through or not. That is so important. I mean, if it's on the calendar, you're basically saying, here is my plan for success. If you don't follow through, you are setting yourself up for failure. So once everything is on the schedule and you can actually see it, on the calendar you can see it on the page or on your computer if you're a digital type of person it is such a great feeling because you can actually see the plan of how you're going to make this thirty thousand dollars or whatever your goal is it's in front of your eyes and it becomes a reality as opposed to just saying i'm going to make thirty thousand in the next 90 days and hoping for that miracle <laughs> so here's the important part is following through on your to-do actions that you have scheduled in your calendar. You're really going to have to do the steps to, to reap the rewards. 
And, you know, the more you do the work, the more you put into it, the larger the results are going to be. And it's going to be so worth it. Like, really, 90 days flies by. So do it. And so if I do these steps, if I follow through on what I said I was going to do, then I accomplish my goal. And as I said earlier, this is the closest I've come to rubbing that genie bottle and making a wish. Because, as I said, if you make a wish and then you plan it, and you execute the plan, you will have what you want. You will have that desired outcome. And you can create that $30,000. Whereas if you just put it out there and said, I want to make $30,000, you probably wouldn't make the $30,000. You might make some money, but you wouldn't accomplish your goal. So my dear friend, can you see how important it is to actually plan it, put it on paper and execute your plan. So I just want to have a look at some of the um, ways we can measure success. The first is facts and figures. This is really valuable using your metrics um, that they supply on both Etsy, social media platforms, your email provider, your website provider. Um, if you can track, you know, track what you're achieving, it's really great data to see what's working and what's not working. I recommend that you have a diary or tracker sheets. Like if you're in the membership, then obviously the tracker sheets are available for you where you take down your numbers weekly. Number two is stay on plan. You will achieve some of your goals quickly and easily, while others might take a bit longer and require more effort. You know, chunk down the more challenging goals into smaller bite-sized goals and remember to put time frames with them. Know what you need to do this month, this week and today. That's really important. Write it down and take action. You can have the most amazing goals written down in the most beautiful journal, but unless you take intentional action, nothing will come from it. Planning makes it possible to evaluate the process. So planning, as I say, is vital, but this will, however, change from time to time. And keep a record. By keeping track of your process, you know, taking some notes, this will really help you control your success. If your goal was not achieved or something went wrong, you can look at your, your records, you can look at your numbers, you can see what happened and you can understand why it didn't work. This information is gold and it really will help you, you know, from making the same mistakes over and over again. And then tweak based on your insights. Very few people are going to hit their goals straight away. It's an art, my friend. So if you, it really takes some discipline, some tweaking strategies and learning from mistakes. And keep on at it. And I promise you, you'll be so thankful you did. Success doesn't happen overnight. But if you have a solid plan based on goal setting, it's like a genie in a bottle for your business. You will succeed. And I can really tell you if you have that 90-day plan it's going to really help you make your success inevitable so I hope you enjoyed this 
lesson this is one of my favorite things to do because when i do this i see results every single time so please take the time i know it does take time and effort but it is so worth it if you are serious about growing your business when it comes to marketing the saying if you try help everybody you help nobody is so true it's really imperative that you get to know your ideal client and who you want to serve very intimately. It all starts and ends here. You need to know the demographic of the person you're here to serve because the more you know them, the more successful your business will be. The more intimately you know them, their stats, their hopes, their dreams and pains, the more powerful your business will be and the easier your marketing will be. Because let's face it, you know, we small business owners, most of us are solopreneurs. We don't have huge budgets to try and speak to the whole world. It's just, you know, that's going to cost a fortune and take so much time. So if we can really PowerPoint who we're serving, we really pinpoint them, it's going to help so much. So you need to know what they love and where they hang out and what they are wanting and what keeps them up at night, what's, what's really worrying them. And then you'll know how to find them, how to serve them and what they want and need and how you can best help them. So do the worksheet online, which will help you get to know your ideal client. This will really be valuable for your marketing as we go along this program because we're going to use that information with your messaging so you're going to learn how to speak to your ideal client based on this information targeting them knowing where to find them with this information it's going to make your life so much easier trying to get your offer in front of your ideal client and here's some tips on discovering who you serve so you don't want to gets too bogged down I mean if you can't figure it all out just figure out as much as you can and then keep adding as you go along you want to craft your right people cheat sheet as you go along because this is valuable as I said it starts and it starts and ends yeah the more you can nail this the easier your marketing is going to be and the more successful your business is going to be so here's some tips start creating Start creating what you want to create and see who starts turning up. You'll be fascinated by who shows up. The right people will reveal themselves to you. Um, tip number two is do yearly surveys on your peeps. This is really gold. Um, I will put a little description how to do a survey. You can use Google Drive to do it. They've got a fantastic survey um, tool there. Um, otherwise, there's a lot of online survey tools as well, but Google Drive is free. And I always say, you know, why pay, why pay money for something when there's so many fantastic free resources out there that you can use? And I don't always know exactly who I'm serving until I survey them. And then how to get people to actually take your surveys. Have a deadline that you want to do the survey by. Tell them how long, i.e. it's just going to take you a couple of minutes. It will take. 
um, maybe hold a competition with the winner will receive a really lovely prize. Um, it could be a gift voucher to your business, a coaching um, session or a gift voucher to Amazon, for example. Give something to everyone who completes the survey. For example, an ebook on meditation or a workshop or something. And the more people who take the survey, the better for you. So a few survey services you can use is SurveyMonkey, Google Forms and Typeform. I will have them underneath with the links. And here's some questions I like to ask in my surveys. And feel free to model your own on this. I you know, just want you to be as specific as possible with your niche. So one, you could say, tell me more about you, for example, your country, your state. Um, two, you could give sort of age brackets, you know, are you... 15 to 19 or 20 to 29, 30 to 39, 40 to 49, 50 to 59, 60 plus. And what social media do you use regularly at least three or four times per week? Check what applies. Is it Facebook? Is it Twitter? Is it Instagram? Is it Pinterest? YouTube? Google? LinkedIn? TikTok? And this one's gold because here you're going to know which platforms you should be on. Because let's face it, you can't be on them all. And um, four, what's the highest level of school you've completed or the highest degree you have? For example, less than a high school degree, high school degree or um, equivalent, some college but no degree, a college degree, post-grad degree. And five, how would you describe yourself? And you can say to them, for example, you can choose more than one answer. Are you creative? Are you hippie or spiritual? Are you an entrepreneur? Are you a mother? Other, please specify. Here again, this will help you to know sort of what Facebook groups to hang out in, to find your people or what sort of content to create for your ideal client. And ask them how they found you. Was it on social media? Was it on ad? Did somebody mention you was it random web searching was it a google search was it in a blog so that's also really valuable to find out how people found you and you could ask them what's the biggest benefit you've got from working with me you know how did why did they decide to work with you do they take any other online courses what do you wake up worrying about? How long have you been following me online? That's also really good to know. Have they just started? Maybe less than six months. Maybe six months to two years. Forever, for example. More than two years. And what products or coaching would you most want from me next? You could ask them, um, which of the following describes you? You can choose more than one option. So, you, for example, I've never thought of having my own business and I'm not interested in it. I'm in a state of transition and not really sure what I want to do. I have a creative spiritual hobby that I would love to turn into a business. I work for a corporation but have a side gig I'd like to make 
into a full-time business. So for example, I'm using my niche here. You would obviously use questions from your niche. I'm just starting out on my business. I'm already pretty successful with my business. I'm already very successful with my business. So it's also good to see where they are so you can gauge, you know, what sort of help your courses or products or coaching or services should be offering. And, you know, for example, if you own a business, what field is it in? Is it coaching, sales, are you a healer, um, health and wellness, professional, other? And again, this you would use, you know, in your niche. So if you were a social media manager, you would say, are you a coach or do you have an e-commerce business? You know, for example, just find out your ideal clients, what sort of businesses they have, for example. And if you own a business, what was the, the thing you most wanted help with to make your business grow? This is also great for, um, for social media managers or anybody in a service industry. If you're a coach for weight loss, for example, you know, what do you most need help with to lose weight? Is it motivation? Is it diet related? Is it exercise tips? And you could say, for example, what is your top three problems you want an answer to right now? As I say, that is really great information, surveying. And you'll find, you know, as your business develops, you'll find your, your ideal client changes. So that's why it's good to know who you're speaking to right now, who's interested in what you do. Remember, your, as I said, your, tri your tribe's demographic will change over time. As your business grows and changes, and as you grow and change, so will the right people. And I've been fascinated to watch as my tribe has evolved over the course of my business. You know, so for example, <clears throat> my ideal clients where I started were quite young. Now my ideal client, I would say, is in their 30s or 40s that are getting a bit older um, I tend to revisit my write people's cheat sheets at least once a year and update it and highly recommend you do the same. So your ideal client might become uni deal over time. So as your business grows and you evolve as a person, you might notice that the right people are no longer the, you know, the fit for you. So for example, you may realize that you are attracting clients who aren't ready to invest in themselves. Now, when I started, this was huge. My ideal clients had no money to invest in their businesses. And, you know, I struggled because for them to even invest $100 was like a big deal. That's definitely not who my ideal client is anymore. My ideal client will invest in their business. Um... You might realize that they're professional victims and professional victims will never change. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they're not action takers. Um, they might not actually use or implement your product or service. That's a big one. They might disrespect your time and energy. When I started, boy, this was a huge problem for me. 
and they might also just be too high maintenance and there is nothing worse than a high maintenance client you don't want to be doing it you don't want to be wasting your time on a high maintenance client because they are nightmares so as you discover what doesn't work for you anymore you can adapt your right peeps cheat sheets and keep adjusting it you know and adjusting your sales message so that you've got the clients who are definitely a better fit for you. Welcome to Brainstorm Your Ideas. This class is going to be divided into four sections. The first is what sort of product you're going to create. The second, we're going to have a look at your why. The third is we're going to look at what to teach and the fourth we're just going to look at narrowing it down. So let's start with what sort of product you're going to create first. Now the beauty of creating digital products, you can literally start from just creating an ebook or you can do a sort of a flagship course or you can do you know a mastermind whatever there's really no limits to what you can create most people just create a course or a um, membership which is perfect those two for me are the you know the ones that really make good money that you can keep building on but again i will never tell you what you do have to create or what you should create or what you shouldn't create everybody's different and in my academy here i've seen everything work so the balls in your court <laughs> totally what you want to create so there's a few options you can look at the first one you can look at is digital products now digital products i've i divide them like all of these into high ticket offers um standard offers and low ticket offers so just to you know sort of when i describe each one i'll let you know if it falls in the high ticket the standard or the low ticket offer so digital products are things like ebooks um, they can be planners they can be templates trello boards um, workshop recordings or mini courses although i have actually put those two in, um, workshops and mini courses into separate categories and i'll explain when I explain them why. A digital product is basically something that you can create in a day or two days or three days and you price that between $7 up to $97. So that is just a bite-sized product, something that's quick to and easy to create and something that's quick and easy to digest. The next thing to look at is um as i said mini courses and workshops which actually would fit under the digital products category but i have put them <clears throat> separately because they are obviously with digital products you don't have to record them you don't have to make videos with mini courses or workshops you generally would make a, a video recording although some people might just make an audio recording but there is a bit more work involved this again would just be on one thing you're not going to you know give them the whole course experience it's you're just showing them one thing 
and you'd price that very similar to digital products between seven and ninety seven dollars then you have your course now your course this is going to be a medium ticket offer so you would create evergreen content that your students can consume in at their own pace usually you would offer some support groups like a facebook group um, just to close the learning gaps and to improve your materials although some people do actually offer a bit more advanced like zoom calls as a additional bonus but again this wouldn't be one-on-one -on -one zoom calls this would be a group zoom call a course usually has around nine modules and offers a transformation so it's really important we will talk about your transformation a bit later on but it's really important that you remember that you're offering a transformation now if you prefer to help people ongoing and you'd like to have that monthly reoccurring revenue instead of income spikes then you offer a membership and this might just be the right money-making offer for you I love memberships I really think they are the way to go but then I love courses too and my students have really succeeded on both courses and memberships so again this is going to be what you prefer as I say, courses are around 97 to 997. Okie dokie. And then we have um, either like an academy or a group coaching program. So this is a lot more intense. You're working not one-on-one, -on -one, but you're working in a group coaching situation. So you would have a course you would actually create your nine modules or what have you but then you would have weekly coaching sessions either via zoom or however you want to you know it might be in a facebook group where you go live and actually meet up with the people but it's a lot more where you are coaching as well as they consuming the content themselves now group coaching would fall under high ticket other high tickets would be a flagship course and this is again you know a really where you're putting everything into this course it might take them a few months to consume um, you're giving them a lot of attention again in a group setting not one-on-one -on -one. flagship courses usually sell for around 997 to around 2997 Okay, so those are your different course types. Now again, sit and brainstorm. Are you going to create a mini course maybe just to get started? Or are you going to create a normal course, a membership? Maybe you think, hey, I want to do group coaching, you know, off the bat. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you feel that's that you want to do, perfect, go for it. So <clears throat> throughout this course, we're going to talk about... Um, your offering and you're going to actually make two offerings so the one's going to be an audience growing offer and the other one's going to be your money making offer so your audience growing offer we will cover when we do building your audience and this is going to be a freebie so it's either going to be a cheat sheet 
or it's going to be a mini course, but it's going to be something really small and easy to digest, to grow your audience, give them a taste of your work, and we're going to leave them wanting more. Like they're going to actually want to buy your course or sign up into your membership. But as I say, we will, ta- we will tackle the audience growing offer when we do your audience building. At the moment, we're looking at your money-making offer. And that's what we're going to try come up with your idea for. So now let's have a look at your why. So as you know, chances are you probably already have some ideas brewing for your online course or membership or whatever you're creating. In case you stumped, there's a really a clear picture of how to come to what you want to teach online. Your course topic should really be a combination of what you know, what you love and what your audience needs. So before we get there, we just want to really think about why you want to create this online course. Why do you want to teach online? When you have that passion and that motivation to know why you want to do it, it really helps you reach your goals quicker. So could it be to make more money or to make some passive income and have more freedom in your life? Maybe you want to quit your day job or maybe you're a freelancer or a consultant and you just can't meet the demands from your clients. Or maybe you're just sick and tired of doing the same in-person workshops or trainings over and over again and you want to automate that process. Or do you want to make some more money without doing the amount of work you're doing? Because once you create a course or a program or a membership, yes, you have to create the content and you're creating good quality content, but you create it once and then you're just selling it over and over. You might tweak it here and there, but it's literally building once and then selling. (laughs) I love the system. It's amazing. Or is it just a passion project? Or you want to work from home? Maybe, you know, this is how you're going to spend more time with your family. And the list goes on. Whatever the reason is, you have to be sure of your why before you start thinking about your actual course topic. So you want to be clear on your goals. If you want to pick the course topic, that will help you meet those goals. And another thing I just really want to remind you is this happens all the time. You don't have to be a guru. You just have to be a contributor, as Denise Duffield Thomas says, which means you have to be one step ahead of everybody else. And then you're more than qualified to teach them. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I don't have a degree. I'm not a complete guru. It doesn't matter. People actually, you know, are a lot more comfortable learning from somebody who has the knowledge but can actually explain it to them like a a person, not like a a complete expert fundi. And I know that sometimes I have fallen into that sort of trap myself because I've been doing marketing for 20 years. I am very technical, you know, when it comes to marketing. And I know sometimes when I work with clients, I might just go on a bit on a tangent about something in marketing and they might say, I don't know what you mean. And then I realize it's probably because I'm so knowledgeable. I really need to put myself in this person's position. They haven't been doing marketing for 20 years. 
and this actually does really give you the upper hand okay so let's have a look what to teach so here you're going to either be clear on what you want to create your course about or if you already know what you want to create your course about you can really tweak and fine-tune your your topic from this section okay let's look at what you should teach now this can be divided into three categories one is your qualifications what you know so that could be something you've studied an area you've possibly worked in your career number two would be your passion what you love and number three life experience what people need from you now we're going to have a look at examples of each let's look at your qualifications what you know so you might have worked for example in hr so you would be really good at career guidance for teenagers as one category or adults or how not to sabotage your career how to get a promotion um, getting a job in a certain field um, how to effectively work remotely example as a freelancer how to be really effective at writing your own resume or putting together a portfolio i have a client who has a course on going back to work if you're a stay-at-home mum and she's really successful at it um, maybe a course on nailing job interviews or preventing job burnouts maybe marketing is your thing like you know like I've worked in marketing for 20 years so I've done a lot of courses in marketing I've created courses so there's different fields you could be looking at um, for example marketing plans if you're not a marketer how to write your own marketing plan um, how to do really effective social media for example Facebook Twitter Instagram LinkedIn um, maybe determining market size for your product or social media for certain fields now I have somebody in the membership she does social media for real estate agents she's got over a thousand people in her membership and she is killing it she does um, done for your templates done for your content plus she teaches real estate agents how to really make an impact on social media um, you could be looking at you know creating your own podcasts or teaching YouTube how to monetize your YouTube writing effective copy um, how to build a personal brand affiliate marketing marketing and messages there's just you know the, it's endless or we can also look at your passions maybe you're really passionate about helping people you know monetize their side hustles or create some more personal finance so you could help people with family business planning or managing people's personal investments you could have a course on that or personal finance for children which I think is brilliant I mean let's face it kids need to learn finance or saving money on your taxes on your taxes sorry <laughs> um, escaping consumerism 
you know, you could look at making money from renting out your house, earning money from your blog, becoming a blogger or an influencer, streaming for a living. Or maybe you very, your passion is creative arts and you could, you know, look at anything from boosting creativity, storytelling and writing, maybe teaching courses on drawing, illustration or digital art, on filming, on photography, on acting, making music, maybe calligraphy, interior design, sewing and knitting. Um, I had a client who actually teaches women, well, I still have a, a client who teaches women, how to start their own cookie making business. And she's killing it. She does so well. Self-development is always great. You know, we all love self-development. So you could teach people how to become a happier person, more positive, how to reduce stress, um, emotional intelligence, personal goal setting, increasing confidence, leadership, productivity, public speaking, self-awareness, motivation, and family and relationships is always such a good topic. Maybe that's something you're really good at and you could teach people how to build healthier relationships, dating and starting relationships, getting out of the friend zone, preparing for marriage, effective communication, maybe improved sex life, handling difficult family members, recovering from a breakup, recovering from betrayal, or rescuing your relationship. And parenting, again, this is such a great category, this is such a great topic. Getting ready for your baby, early child development and education, baby's development, baby sleep. Now, believe me, I've done a course when my daughter was couple months and she just wouldn't sleep by herself at night it took me hours to put her down you know after doing this course she was literally sleeping in minutes it was the best thing I ever did done you could look at um, single parenting and co-parenting bilingual kids kids and gadgets setting boundaries time management for mums dads parents and siblings and self-care just finding time for yourself And then another passion topic is um, courses on lifestyle and these sell really, really well. So finding that work-life balance, cooking and diet. And again, you know, there is so many choices here like healthy nutrition, baking, vegetarian food, veganism. Um, again, I've got a client who's got a membership on planning healthy meals, you know, so she literally... Each week has menus for the mums. So she deals with busy mums. But again, you might decide you want a membership on people who work and who do not have time to come home and cook. You know, maybe you can teach them how to do fruit prep over the weekends or something like that. So they can still be healthy, still eat well, but it's not taking them ages to try prepare something. Maybe finding style and clothes, makeup, traveling, Tidying up, I mean, organization, you know, wardrobe organization and 
space organizations huge as well growing houseplants pet care and i have somebody in the group who does planning your own boho wedding she has a course and she is killing it with that she's doing so well so again it doesn't just have to be something career-wise you know you might choose that but maybe it's just not what you want to do then look at your interests and passions and look what other people need from you you can always find something that people will buy and later on we are going to actually look at validating your idea to make sure that people do want it and it will sell. So if you already have an online business, you can maybe look at your social media. You can look at your blog posts and see what sort of content gets the most comments, gets the most traffic. And that probably would be a good idea to start focusing on. Um, you obviously want to look at things like um, what course idea is the easiest, fastest and least expensive for you to create. When you, pick, when you pick something that's easy, fast and inexpensive to create, this means you're taking away some of the blockages that could prevent you from making progress. Then which course idea would you enjoy the most? When you pick one, that's really going to be enjoyable for you. You probably will have the energy and motivation to keep going on this. And what course idea aligns with you in long term? So what course idea would actually align with your long term goals? When you pick a topic which aligns with your goals, this means you're more likely to sustain a business around it. Welcome to your unique value essence. A profitable brand is magnetic to its ideal client because of the unique value essence. Your unique value essence is your brand's messaging, which can truly differentiate your business from your competitors. So now if you get this right, you can really understand who and how you're going to communicate that message to then you can get other people to understand who you are and give them a reason to want to buy into your world and to buy your products or services and become a part of what you're doing. But on the flip side, if you can't express who you are and what you do in a way that's appealing and brings emotions to what you're doing, how could you ever expect other people to know what your brand's about and to want to actually pay you? So that's why we doing this this is what we're doing here we're crafting your unique value essence which is going to differentiate you from your competition and make you completely irresistible to your ideal clients so if you don't take time to understand your unique value essence you will struggle to get your message across and to attract ideal clients who you know want to work with you so this my friend will give you the ability to stand out so much more because you're not just doing tricks to get traffic and followers. We're not just creating brands that look good. We're going to go much deeper. We are really creating a brand that has the power to connect with your ideal clients on a deeper level. Your unique value soul essence is your gift to the world. This is your passion, your deeper message. It's what your, your whole business is about 
and it's what you are about. It's the key to your business success. Once you find it, it's going to give your brand so much power. Expressing it makes you really happy and energetic and it works like magic to attract ideal clients to you. So often I see so many brands that just really lack this unique value essence and they're just not speaking to anyone. You know that old saying, your vibe attracts your tribe? It is so true. When somebody has really put in the effort into creating a really amazing, unique value essence, you can just tell. You can really feel their vibe and you just want to be a part of them, don't you? You just want to get to know this person, their business. And this is what it's all about. And that's what I'm trying to do in this lesson. I'm trying to empower you so you can figure out that one thing, that thing that's really going to attract your tribe to you. And then how you express it and how, you know, you really put it out there. And this is really going to change your business. And it's going to be fun. That's the great thing about it. It's really fun. Now, you might be thinking... I really don't have any unique value essence. Yes, you do. You wouldn't start a business if you weren't really passionate about it. So first of all, we have to get on track, you know, to have this unique value essence in our business. What do you actually feel passionate and driven about in your business? What are you doing? What's your mission? You know, how are you trying to make a difference to help people? I know that when I worked in 95, I never really felt fulfilled or wildly passionate for what I did. I mean, hands up if you can relate. But as soon as I started my own business, that all changed. Six years into my business, and I'm still like majorly excited by it and passionate and motivated, just as much so as when I started. So we're going to craft your unique value essence that people really feel your brand. It is the fastest, best, most truthful, authentic way to connect. Not because we want to manipulate people or because we want to, you know, just take their money, but because we're very passionate about what we're doing. And we want to uplift people. You know, it's coming out so strongly that what we're doing, that we're making people excited and they feel it and they're drawn to us. So it's a win-win for everybody. This kind of marketing is amazing. Okay, so as I said earlier, we're not just trying to hustle a quick buck. Even though obviously we want to make money, but we want to make money as well as a difference. We're doing a mixture of getting money by doing what we love and helping people. So if you get in touch with it and start expressing this deeply into your message, you can get money and do what you love every day. And what could be better than that? So that's why it's important to be passionate about what you're doing and feel that your business aligns with your personality and your passion, your desire to help people and your values. It's the service or product that you're selling at the moment. Um, 
is it something that really makes you feel good about yourself and are you proud to sell? Now, as we go through the rest of the lesson, I'm going to start diving into discovering your unique value essence. But just remember, you can press pause at any time if you need to think because it's going to take a bit of soul searching. You're going to need to spend some time on this because, as I say, the better you do this, the better you get your message out there, the more you're going to align with your ideal clients. So I really want you to focus on just one thing right now. You can always come back and add a second and a third later, but let's get the first one up and running and successful. The reason I say this is because if you've got, you know, you've only had those three seconds to get somebody's attention online. And if they don't know anything about you, um, you know, you only have that three seconds. So if you're doing 20 different things, they're going to get confused. That three seconds isn't going to be enough. And then they're just going to move on to the next person. So that's why I'm saying maybe just focus on one thing. Spend your time on really putting that one point across. And be really clear what you do and how you help people. Um, so when they first come in contact with you, they know exactly what you're about. So <laughs> you don't have much time and you really got to get that point across quickly. So what I sometimes say to students is when they're having um, trouble choosing what it is, that one thing you do, to actually make a list and put it on your wall. And every time you walk past it, just have a look at it. Gradually, your eye will start getting drawn to one of those things on your list. And that's your intuition helping you decide and helping you choose what that one thing is, what you should be focusing on. So you might want to try that if you're having tr um, trouble just focusing on one thing or choosing one thing for the moment. Before we get into the questions, this is how I want you to think about writing your answers. Okay, some of you might come from a corporate background, like I did, and have, you know, working in a corporate background, you're going to have some marketing experience. But in the corporate world, we taught a very formal way of doing things and then you get stiff and tense and start writing in a very robotic formal way which is not aligned with your personality at all and we're not doing that in this lesson okay <laughs> what I want you to do when you're writing your copy in general is to be conversational it's like you talking to a close friend over a cup of coffee I'm going to ask you questions and I want you to answer those questions as I say, as if you were talking to a friend. Be casual and be you. That's the most important thing is be yourself. So we're not trying to create this business statement or mission statement yet. What we're doing now is um, really just getting the unique value essence. So nobody's going to see this. What we're writing down now nobody's going to see it's the last two or three questions where we do actually formulate an elevator pitch and a mission statement so this is really coming from the heart i just want to remind you that there's only one of you and think about that for a minute nobody else on this planet has your unique talents your unique gifts your perspective your personality 
no one can do what you do like you do. So remember, your brand is you. Okay, so if you go down, you'll see there's questions. You can literally type the questions straight onto the screen. You don't, or if you want to write it on paper, whatever suits you best. So question one, tell me in detail about your business. What is it that you do? So pause this video now so you can take your time writing down the answers and then press play when you're ready. And for all those perfectionists out there, this is a creative process. So let it be messy. Let it be work in progress. Okay, hit pause now and answer the question. Question two, why did you start this business? Was it for a practical reason? Was it because you needed money? Or did you want to stay home with your kids? Or just because you love it so much because you're so passionate about it? Again, press pause, type in your answer and press play when you're ready. Okay, question three. Now, why are you so passionate about your business? And we want to look a little deeper into this. Just imagine again, you were sitting in a cafe, having a cup of coffee, and I asked you why you're so passionate about this business. Just tell me now. Press pause if you need to think about it, and press play when you're ready. Okay, fantastic. Let's head on to question four. What specifically lights you up about it? Why do you really love it? It's a bit like the other question, but I just want you to really dig deeper here and think what is the reason that you love doing this so much? What part of it do you love and why? Is it because you love assisting people or because you love watching people grow? Fantastic. Okay, now that you've answered the first four questions, and these were questions all about you and what you love, what you're passionate about. So that's kind of, you know, your energy towards it. Now we're going to think about your ideal clients and what do they love and why do they love your business? So let's start with question five. And why do people use your products or services? And put down whatever comes to your mind. Press pause now if you need to and answer the question. Okay, brilliant. Let's head on to question six. What is the benefit of them using your products or services? So what's the thing they get out of it? Again, press pause and right away. Fantastic. Let's move on to question seven. We want to go another layer deeper when we're thinking about the benefits and reasons that people actually buy from us. So what's the actual deeper reason that people buy your products or services? For example, so many of my clients have tried so many marketing gimmicks out there, which are often expensive, confusing, um, take a lot of time, are just one piece of the puzzle and just literally don't work. So, uh, you know, my strategy I sell is a step-by-step, -step, easy to implement. It's a whole system which gets results. 
And this is why it sells so well, because it's literally, you know, as I say, it's easy. So marketing can be so confusing. It really can. So if, if think about your business now, go that level deeper. Press pause and then press play when you're ready. Okay, question eight. How does it make people feel after they come in contact with your business or they buy your products or services? We want to get into those um, really emotional feelings, what your clients feel, you know, what they experience when working with you or buying your services. You know, feelings are so important. So, you know, if we can actually convey those feelings, we can put those feelings you know, through in our copy and stuff, it's gold. So, for example, um, one of the coaches I work with, you know, how would that, they are a fitness coach. So, they work with mums who have just had babies. And these mums are like so embarrassed, you know, because they put on weight, they feel frumpy. But sometimes they don't even go out their front door. This is because how bad they feel about themselves, you know, and after working through her program with her, they feel great. They feel trim. So imagine the difference. Imagine not wanting to leave your house because you actually feel ashamed or, you know, embarrassed or self-conscious. And then, you know, the accomplishment, how you must feel, you know, a couple months later when you are looking great and so trim and so fit it's it's just it's such an amazing feeling so really think about this how you make your clients feel like did you make them feel empowered confident you know are they really feel you know it's massive stuff are they just ready to like take on the world after working with you and it doesn't matter what sort of business you're in you know so for example if you're a social media manager imagine how your clients will feel when they've got that extra time to actually focus on their business and not focus on their social media. You know, I did social media management in my marketing agency for years and my clients were so relieved not to have to do that because you have to be on social media, but let's face it, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of strategy, it takes a lot of planning, you know, and it's, it's really amazing to actually have somebody to do that for you. You know, I can speak firsthand how grateful people are to actually have that taken off their plates. So just write down what you do and how people feel after working with you or after getting your service. So, for example, if I'm a real estate agent, how are people going to feel after they work with me, you know, before working with me, they were stressed, but now they feel relieved. How they're going to feel, you know, knowing that somebody's looking after them, somebody's helping them with the process, it's going to reduce their stress levels greatly. And they know they're going to be able to move on with their lives. They're going to be able to sell their house, buy that other house and move forward and really make their dreams come true. So whatever your business does, just think about how it's going to feel for your client. Really try and tune into your client's feelings and see how they would feel. Again, press pause and type away. 
and hit the play button when you're ready. Okay, number nine. So I would like you now um, to, in this section, write down your customer testimonials or things people have said recently or maybe sent you a message on Instagram or Facebook or an email and what they said about you and your business, what they loved, what you do. Um, think to yourself, what did clients say to you or about you or your business? Now, if you're a new business or just starting your business, don't worry too much. Um, just um, what, would, what do you think your clients might say with the sort of service you offer? So think about how your clients might react to you. Okay, press pause and type away. Okay, now number 10, this is the fun part. I want you to go through everything that you've typed down and pick out what I call the magic bits of copy. So go through and any copy that jumps out, any statements that stand out to you, just copy and paste them onto number 10. All right, and as you're going through this, just really think of those bits of copy that have a lot of energy, that have that spark, that have something powerful about it. And that really makes sense to your business and is important to your business. And just as I say, copy and paste all that onto number 10. And go through both sides. So from your side and from your client's side. And just press pause and get that... Um, that copy onto number 10 and from that you know you're just going to rewrite it to your unique value essence so you take that copy and rewrite it nicely nobody's going to see it but this is going to be sort of your statement something now that signifies you and your business and really has dug deep and we're going to use this for a lot of you know the the programs we go through in this program, a lot of the lessons, is very, very valuable. So this information is gold. 